We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. We are good. So welcome in, everybody. It's the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, you know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, how does it feel to know? I mean, it's kind of a bummer that this is the way it goes for us on our Thursday shows at the beginning of every season that we have to stream while the first NFL game that counts is kicking off. But how does it feel, bro? We're here. It's amazing. Just knowing that football season's officially here and uh, the Broncos are two, three days away from finally taking the field for the first regular season game of the Sean Payton era, hopefully opening the season with a victory. My favorite time of year, Chad, I am a happy boy. Yeah, and tonight, of course, it's the Lions, pardon me, and the Chiefs, uh, Lions at Chiefs. So we'll see if any kneecaps, Zach, get bitten tonight by the Dan Campbell crew. Go Lions. Um, But first things first, let's get to some Broncos talk because tonight we might keep it a little bit short just because don't know how many uh, people in our audience might be wanting to watch the game and and whatnot, which we understand. It is a uh, singular thursday night episode of the mile high huddle podcast so let's get to it first things first what's the latest with jerry judy because before this week started zach the general assumption based on what we were hearing from the team was that probably expect him to miss week one there's a shot at week two week three is the one we're circling and yet he's practicing so what's what's the latest Yeah, as you said, he's practicing, albeit on a limited basis, but he is on the field running routes and looking uh, pretty unencumbered while doing so, um, according to the assembled media on hand. Judy actually had press availability today and said that his hamstring is feeling really good, pretty good. It's not up to him whether he'll play, but he said his return is expected sooner rather than later. And every move the Broncos made in the last few weeks has indicated it's not a severe injury from chopping down the receiver room to four receivers on the 53 uh, to not putting Judy on injured reserve, even cutting a receiver from the practice squad. It's looking like a game time decision for Judy on Sunday. And if he can't go, I fully expect him back a hundred percent by week two, which is pretty remarkable. Chad, if you remember, he's 14 days, two weeks exactly removed from the injury. And the report at the time said it was 
he was going to be out for several weeks. Yeah. So I got to give another shout out to the Broncos strength and conditioning department. Look at what Javante Williams did in his comeback from knee surgery. And now Jerry Judy from that hammy. I think there's better um, physicians in the building now. It does feel good. And I mean, I mean, dude, when he went down getting carted off, everyone was like at first a few people close. We're talking to them, like, it's not looking good. This might be yeah. a season ender. Like, yeah. did so dodged a bullet on that. Hey, Troy, what's up, bro? Good to see you. Thank you for jumping in early with a super. And uh, we got your jersey on the way. He decided I'll let him share when the time comes what jersey he opted for as the uh, fair and square August winner of the super chat jersey giveaway raffle. Thank you for the super chat, bro. Troy says, hey, guys, can't watch until later. Have a great show. Kind of hope Judy doesn't play to be cautious like the Chiefs are being with Kelsey. You know, I'm kind of like of the of the mindset, Zach, that if the player says I'm good and the doctors reasonably concur, play them. That's why you're paying them. Play them. You know, these games, they do count now. So, you know, you need as many of your horses as possible. I understand, you know, hey, hold on to him for the long run. If, if there's a big question, then, of course, sit him. But, like, if he says he's good, the doctors are reasonably on the same page, play him because the Broncos need to start fast, Zach. Yeah, Troy, I get your point, although no two injuries are the same. Travis Kelsey has a hyperextended knee, and uh, from what I understand, he was fortunate to walk away with just that. Jerry Judy has a hamstring. They're different ages, different positions, so it's you know apples and oranges to an extent. But I feel like, Chad, I, I agree with you, though. It's the first game of the season. I feel like Denver can take down Vegas even without Jerry Judy. So if he's not fully 100, if there's any even 0.1% of doubt, I would sit him this week and have him come back week two fully healthy and ready to go. The last thing I would want is a re-aggravation of that hammy, and hammies are known for re-aggravations david McElrath, the papa bear in the house what's going on big dog great to see you hope you and your family are doing well he's saying good evening to everybody and uh, it's football season hashtag 12 and 5 buckham times three with a b mhh for life and bronx for life so good to see you tonight david and uh we're fixing to find out as gary kubiak would say about that 12 and 5 so uh prayers up on that to the football gods sam bam what's good bro Thank you. Jumping in three super chats before we even went live. This is how, I mean, again, you guys are legendary. We love you. We appreciate you, Sam Bam, especially you, big dog, all of you. He says, hi, Chad, Zach, Scott, and Broncos country. Football is back tonight, and the Broncos 11-6 and playoff season begins on Sunday. Go Broncos. So out of three supers to open tonight, Zach, two are including predictions, 11 wins, 12 wins. How are you feeling about that? I mean, tell me why it can't happen. You know, it's not like uh, the predictions, including Sam's, are saying, you know, 17 and 0 or, or 15 and 2. Tell me why, if they stay healthy and Russell Wilson takes a step or two forward under Sean Payton, why on paper they're a very, very talented team offense, defense, special teams, the coaching staff. If things break correctly for Denver, and they haven't had that luck in quite some time. I could absolutely see them cracking double digits, 10, 10 wins, 11 wins, maybe in a best-case scenario, 12 wins. It's not out of the realm of possibility at all. I agree. I agree. Albert, what's going on? Hello, right back at you, big dog, to the mile-high duchy, as he is known. Give our best to your awesome wife, Michelle. We got the Ronk checking in. What's up, Mike? Great to see you tonight. Uh, I also see uh, – where to go? There we go. The Duchess jumping in from the top rope. Michaela Bomb. 
It is indeed a hashtag Michaela bomb. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, Happy kickoff day right back at you. Uh, I also sent you a message the other day. I'm not sure. I guess I need to double check before I say, hey, have you seen my message? But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think you've seen it. Check it out on Twitter. Check it out, Michaela. Love you. Appreciate you. I mean, we're very, very fortunate. Uh, We're a very fortunate duo of podcast hosts yeah. <laughs> extremely fortunate extremely blessed and it's it's people and generosity like yours michaela uh that make it all worthwhile and i i want to count there's no way to do it chad but i wish we can go back and tally up how many times we've told michaela and everybody else how grateful we are and each and every time it comes from our heart it's totally genuine and uh we we appreciate you more than you know absolutely absolutely thank you michaela so good to see you tonight check your twitter my friend um, okay, I want to uh, just say a couple of hellos real quick, Zach. Uh, John Libick in the house on Facebook. Great to see you. Pearl, hey, what's going on? Hope you're doing well. Claude jumping in with some stars on Facebook to say it feels like Christmas. Go Broncos. Yes, it does. The long await. Uh, the long awaited time, the long wait uh, is nearly over. I mean, the football season starts today kickoff they're going live right now it's what are they a couple of minutes in or no zero zero second five kc on uh, on the kc 36 anyway i'm checking it out on the box score because i don't want to watch it and be you know uh, have my event my attention diverted but zach we got two more let's see friday saturday and then it happens sunday so i'm gonna say two more days and then it's really christmas for broncos country it feels like christmas already and uh it would be a lump of coal if the chiefs lost this game without travis kelsey without chris jones i'm rooting for the lions i do have mahomes on my fantasy team full disclosure uh but i hope detroit pulls off the upset listen we all know it's way more fun to be there live for denver broncos football and when you need tickets Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Claude, again, bro, thank you, my friend. Uh, Gary, the, the GLP in the house, so many already of the big heavy hitter Mount Rushmore superstars checking oh, in this evening. Jesus. He's saying, had to watch the kickoff for the new season, go Broncos and buck them. Yeah, of course. We, un- we totally get it. We understand, Zach. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, it's like Christmas. It's it's the best time of the year. It's worth celebrating and worth paying attention to. And also, I can't blame any Broncos fan for watching Kansas City hopefully lose this game, though. I don't know. It's not looking likely so far. Zach, how um, how surprised were you that Jonathan Cooper was named the starter over Frank Clark? Not at all. He deserved it. That's the way to go. Because I wonder what those conversations with Frank Clark were like, right, when they were trying to get him here and uh, he took whatever it was, something like five million bucks to come to Denver, basically all virtually guaranteed, coming off a, a world championship. He's got a, a couple of two, three um, Pro Bowl nods on his resume. Do you think they said you're going to come in and be our starter? Do you think it was, yeah, come in, compete and what, what do you think those conversations were? Based on the way his contract is structured, you mentioned it was a one-year deal, and I believe it's worth up to $7.5 million in that ballpark with a ton of uh, playable incentives like sacks, snaps, and what have you. So that would lead me to believe if they built him that much of his contract around incentives that he came in with the understanding that he might not start. The Broncos have a $70 million edge in Randy Gregory. They have a projected starter in Baron Browning on PUP, and he will start when he gets back. And at this point, you just can't sit Jonathan Cooper. He's outplayed his draft status. He's outplayed a lot of people's expectations, and he's better on all three downs than Frank Clark. Frank Clark is the better edge rusher, but Jonathan Cooper is worlds better on first and second down. I mean, the way he looked, Cooper, in the preseason, I, I like before the preseason, I would have 100% been like, yeah, absolutely. Frank Clark, definitely the more, the, the better pass rusher. And even today, we could say the more accomplished pass rusher, and that would be true. But man, Jonathan Cooper showed some moves, baby. He showed some motor. He showed a definite improvement and kind of polishing of some of the tools in the old pass rushing toolkit in the, in the preseason. So, I'm really happy for him. I'm stoked. And especially when you know his backstory, you know, the heart issue that right. caused him to to nearly fall out of the draft. You know, it's not to say he was projected, Zach, to be like a second-round pick, but he was projected to be like a middle-of-the-draft guy. He ended up in the seventh round, had to undergo a couple of procedures before uh, camp even started. But um, to see where he's at now, like I definitely didn't see it coming because let's not forget, this isn't a guy that we've, you know, hardly seen since the Broncos drafted. I mean, if memory serves, he started five games for the Broncos last year. Nothing that we ever really wrote home about, right? I mean, cast your mind back, think about it. Solid edge guy when it comes to the run and setting the edge and all that. But like, can you think in 2022 off the top of your head of a big Jonathan Cooper play uh, as a pass rusher? I struggle to do so without, you know, some modest research. 
but he's looking different this time, dude. There's just something different about him. And, you know, I guess it adds up when you talk about defensive line, edge rushers, guys who play close to the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball usually takes them two or three years before they kind of turn that corner and pop, as it were. Exactly. And he um, is fully healthy now. You mentioned the heart issue. He's been nicked and, and dinged a little bit throughout the course of his uh, young NFL career. And I just think he's growing into his own. You mentioned the fact that he could have probably been taken in the fourth or fifth round. The Broncos got an absolute steal in Jonathan Cooper in the seventh round. I just think it's the natural progression and maturity, like you were talking about, of an edge player. It's not an easy uh, transition going from college to the pros. It takes a little bit. And I think uh, Cooper's starting to hit his uh, his potential Michaela with another super to say I just twittered you back okay good I'll check it after the show for sure thank you for the second super chat Michaela you're the bomb also shout out to Jasmine good to see you tonight in the chat hope you're doing well really appreciate everything you do and contributing to our conversations every single night we've got Phil McLaughlin down in Tucson proving Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is, in fact, a state of being. He's saying, good evening to everybody. Can't wait till Sunday. Lion Zach with a three and out. Hashtag Buckham MHH for life. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you, I mean, this is a Broncos podcast, but the Chiefs are playing and the NFL season's kicking off. Let's talk about it for just a moment. What's your outlook for the Lions this year? I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I'm not a believer talking about the NFC North. I'm not a believer in Justin Fields. I think he's a, a fraud. If we're being honest, um, I don't think the Vikings will replicate what they did last year uh, under um, Kevin O'Connell and the Packers post Aaron Rodgers, Jordan love. I think we'll see in week seven that they're not a superpower. So Dan Campbell has proven to be a really good coach, at least an inspirational coach. I wasn't, doing cartwheels uh, when Detroit hired him in the sense I didn't think he would actually pan out, but he has the team playing really hard and they could have been a playoff team last year. They were like the Broncos in a sense, a lot of narrow victories, one, two or losses, excuse me, one, two point defeats. If things would have broken a different way, uh, they could have made some noise, but as Jared Goff, okay, he's making some throws here. Looks, it's look short of the sticks, but I think they're going to be a competitive team. I, I see them fighting for the division and if, at the very least getting a wild card in the NFC. I do think they're going to be a sleeper as well. Maybe not one of those out in front, but a team that when you look up in week 16, week 17, and they're in the conversation, you're going, wow, didn't really see that coming. Um, be surprised if they can manage a win tonight, but great opportunity with Kelsey not being out on the grass. So we shall see. Um, okay, the Duchess again. Thank you, Michaela. Thank you, Michaela. Says, when Baron Browning gets back, I would rather sit Randy Gregory than Jonathan Cooper. That's an interesting topic because you can't, you can't do it. it. It's interesting because, you know, Browning from the edge position after Chubb was traded. I mean, even including the Chubb trade, what was it? Four and a half sacks before he got dealt. Baron it was either five or five and a half. He finished with last year. So he led the edge rushers in sacks. But when you've missed all of camp, all of preseason, however many games he ends up missing in the final analysis. Unfortunately, coaches aren't going to all of a sudden say he's back, throw him in the starting lineup. Um, they'll work him in. They'll work him in because this isn't Von Miller. Let's face it. As right. much as I like Browning, but what do you think? Her, her main topic or main point, I think she's asserting here though, Zach Browning over Gregory, all things being equal. What do you think? 
Can we just talk about the cashews on Dan Campbell going for it on fourth and two from deep in his own territory? I just talked him up and he, uh, he made me look pretty good. So my um, kneecaps. Let's let's go Detroit for sure. Um, I, I understand your line of thinking, Michaela, because you probably agree that Cooper deserves um, the starting spot. But $70 million, Randy Gregory is your top edge guy. You paid him all that money. And to be fair to him, I know he's dealt with injuries and uh, suspensions in the past. But when he's on the field and when he's able, he is disruptive he is explosive he makes plays and takes the ball away from the opposing quarterback or at least puts the opposing quarterback in the turf so i i, I can't sit him um in uh for jonathan cooper the ladies of mhh once again <clears throat> pardon me showing out it's great to see michaela israel also in the house tonight thank you for the thank super you. chat you know we really really appreciate that michaela give our best to the little man hope he's doing well here he is right there cooper in the house what's up Coop? Yes, and oh, we're learning here. It's his eleventh birthday. Happy birthday, buddy! Yo, happy happy birthday! Shout hooray! That's awesome, Cooper. We'd sing you the song, but then you get dinged on YouTube because some overzealous um, copyright owner guy is pretty tripped out on that. But happy birthday, Cooper! That's awesome, dude. Let us know your cake of choice. Are you a chocolate cake kind of kind of kid, or what are you uh, munching on tonight for your birthday? And we're uh, looking forward to seeing you very soon. Uh, not this yeah. month, but next month. And it'll be here before you know it. And uh, you're getting props from everybody. Happy birthdays all around, including on Facebook. Pearl giving you a happy birthday. Let Loose. The Duchess. We got Dylan. We got William giving you some happy birthday. So enjoy your day, little man. And look, Phil over on Facebook, too. So, And he's saying, Cooper, thank you. Awesome, dude. Even the ronk chipping in on that so very very cool uh okay let me rewind here to this topic real quick uh and then we're going to get to some broncos raiders joe burrow ronk thank you for uh, reminding us of this now the highest paid quarterback in the nfl he got zach a uh reached an agreement on a five-year 275 million dollar contract that includes 219 million guaranteed and that uh, according to ESPN, makes him the highest paid player in NFL history. Your reaction? I'm a big Joey Burr fan. I, I think he deserves every penny that's coming to him. Uh, the culture of the Bengals changed the moment he walked through the door. He's taken him to a Super Bowl. And I think he's no doubt the second best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes. Although with every new deal, from a Broncos perspective, it makes the Russell Wilson deal a little more palatable. $245 million versus um, uh, two, what was it, 245 255 for Burrow? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 275. 275, yeah. So that's, that's a big discrepancy, 30 million. What was Russ's total guarantees, Chad, again? Um, well, let's just Google it real quick. Russell Wilson contract. It didn't top two. I know that. So... 
All right, seven years. I don't want to open up spot rack. Let me find. Let me find. Uh, Russell Wilson. I guess I'll just open it up, dude. Dat gummit. It always bogs down my browser. Um, 100, 124 million fully guaranteed at signing. One sixty five overall. So overall go. is still a far far cry from the two nineteen that Burrow got. Golly, man. If you can find a way to become an elite quarterback in the league, sure does pay well. But yeah, well-deserved. Joe Burrow, great story. His whole rise through the college ranks and winning the natty, uh, becoming a, a high draft pick to suffering the ACL, to leading the Bengals to a Super Bowl. Like That dude is going places, and the Bengals were obviously well within their wits uh, to get him, get him extended, keep him happy. Keep that culture flowing the way, the direction that you want it to go. Uh, okay, Zach, I want to uh, talk about Broncos Raiders here because again, we'll we'll probably keep tonight a little bit shorter than we might usual. But Albert brings up a, a key here: if the Broncos play a heavy, a run heavy scheme and can keep Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams in check, this will be a big win over the Raiders. Sean Payton should be able to out-scheme Josh McDaniels. So his uh, keys run the ball and stop Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. What say you? I would, I mean, I agree, Albert. Obviously, those are two amazing players. And even uh, VJ talked about them in his press conference today that said, if you can't stop them, you're not going to win the game. But I think the bigger priority over Adams and my, I agree with you on Jacobs 1,000%. Um, Adams, though, he'll be locked on with PS2, and I think PS2 is going to get some of his revenge uh, from the performances last year. I would swap him out for Max Crosby. I think he's a much bigger game wrecker. He's a much bigger threat to the Broncos' chances on Sunday, and he just goes off against them every single time they play. And it's not like the Broncos' O-line looked all in fine and dandy in the preseason. They had major protection issues at times. So, yes, stop Josh Jacobs, but you also have to limit or stop or contain Max Crosby at all costs. Dude, it's ridiculous how productive Jacobs – I mean, I guess we'll Touchdown just do the, tri the, the trio. What's that? Touchdown Detroit. I'm happy. Okay, there we go. Uh, when you include Devontae Adams, who – I mean, not every catch he had against the Broncos last year and his two matchups were against Sertan, obviously. Um, they didn't – it wasn't one of those uh, matchups where uh, Evero just said, hey, you're shadowing Adams wherever he goes. If he was on his side of the field and his route was within his realm of uh, assignment responsibility, then he covered him. But Devontae Adams had over 100 yards receiving in both games against the Broncos, and he scored twice in the second matchup. Meanwhile, we all know Jacobs is literally has been anyway the Bronco killer. The Raiders have not lost with Jacobs in the lineup to the Broncos, and then of course Max Crosby. I liked the uh, the phrase that Luke Patterson spit in his uh, three keys to victory today. One of his keys being Max protect against Crosby um, because that dude is just a wrecker. So you got to have a plan for all three of those guys. It will be interesting, Zach, knowing that, you know, Evero was more of a zone guy. Like he kind of follows uh, in more ways than one, the Vic Fangio defensive um, philosophies. But VJ is much more of a Wade Phillips kind of guy in that, hey, let's play man coverage. Uh, let's let's throw numbers at the quarterback. 
and trust our man coverage guys to hold up for two and a half to three seconds. So it wouldn't shock me. I'm not saying this is what's going to happen. It wouldn't shock me if we were to see PS2 in more of a, a keep to leave versus Jimmy Graham situation back in the day, Patriots saints where he just shadowed him and shut him down. Wouldn't surprise me. Oh, you're uh, your mic's out, dude. Sorry about that. It was me. I also think, good. I also think the Raiders took a step back at quarterback. Um, going from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo. Derek Carr was criminally underrated around the NFL, especially in Broncos country. He He's a damn good uh, signal caller. I'm not a big Jimmy G guy. I also think the Broncos will put more pressure on the quarterback and get to the quarterback faster, which would limit some of the big plays that Devontae Adams could make. It all, to me, starts in the trenches in this game. You got to shut down Josh Jacobs on defense, and you have to protect against Max Crosby on offense. And you got to I look, Crosby's savvy enough that I'm not trusting, even though I just spent a ton of money on Mike McGlinchey, I'm not just going, okay, we got that handled. I'm throwing some numbers at Crosby too. Like I'm harassing him all game long. When it, when it comes time for uh, passing plays, like I'm mixing it up, running backs, chipping him, tight ends, chipping him, whatever, running right at him in the running game. Like I'm, basically saying we're coming at you mr superstar uh stop us because i think the, for whatever reason zach the previous offensive regimes in denver since crosby uh became a raider they just didn't think that way they they kind of in the sense where i said like vj likes to trust that his corners are going to hold up in man coverage the previous staff even against even in the face zach of evidence to the contrary doggedly went to war against uh, Crosby with the assumption that their right tackle is going to hold up. Uh, he'll sometimes rush from the other side too. It's a, I know, but a lot more often than not, he's coming off that edge, the right edge. If you're the quarterback, um, I just don't think you can make that same mistake. And I really would be shocked if, if Peyton does, that's not to say there won't be times and Glinchy's on, not on an Island with him. Of course that's going to happen, but man, chip this dude, wear him down, attrition, slow him down. That's all you really have to do with a guy like him. My concern, though, if he's on McGlinchey, I mean, McGlinchey is coming back from that knee sprain. He might be a little rusty or whatever. And then Garrett Bowles, if they move Crosby to the other side, Bowles was terrible in pass pro uh, the first two preseason games, especially the first one. So I'm with Luke. I'm with you. I'm with the consensus in Broncos country that says, I don't care if you double team them, triple team them, ship block, max protect. you got to find a way to limit his disruption on the Broncos uh, offense. It can't just be the same old, same old. Like I hate using this cliche above all cliches, but the definite, one of the definitions of insanity, continuing to do the same thing over and over, expecting different results, whatever it is. I hate that. But still, if you continue to do what you've always done, Zach, you're going to continue to get what you've always got. And I think Sean Payton is a smart enough tactician and uh, savvy enough thinker to recognize that. So he'll have some tricks up his sleeve uh, for, for Mr. Crosby, but you got to stop. You got to stop Jacobs too, dude. Like, ah, so it'll be interesting. Cause I'm with you. Like Jimmy G, if he goes anywhere after new England, besides with a few exceptions, like if he goes to Tennessee, if he goes to Houston, if he got traded, you know, but he landed in San Francisco, if he's not with Kyle Shanahan, 
I seriously doubt he would have even had this the success that he had. Uh, I, in other words, I attribute the majority of the what success Jimmy G has had since he left New England to his coaching environment. I'm not sure he has that. Now, look, we can all hate Josh McDaniels and justifiably so, but at the same time, you got to give the dude some some credit in terms of he has always been a well-respected offensive mind. Sean Payton gave him some props, um, I, but I'm not convinced he's enough, Zach, of an offensive mind to make the most out of Jimmy G. Let's remember the last time Jimmy G faced the Broncos. That would be week three last year. We were there in attendance for the MHH meet and greet. In that game, which the Broncos won by one point miraculously in the Nathaniel Hackett era, Jimmy G threw a safety and a pick six on the same play, if you recall. It was a pick six to Bradley Chubb that was blown dead by a safety. I am not worried about Jimmy G at all. You stop Jacobs, and you contain Max Crosby, you give yourself a really, really good chance of winning this game. Dude, I'm trying to get our uh, head-to-head set up in this uh, PDF online. Keeps wanting to throw this toolbar up, and I can't figure out how to get rid of it because our – our viewers don't want to see that. So as soon as I can figure that out, guys, we'll we'll get to some head-to-head. But I'm not sure, Zach, honestly, this time, how instructive it's really going to be because it's basically head-to-head rankings based on how both teams ended last year. It's going off of last year's data. And no one got time for that. I'm not sure how much that really helps us this time around. I mean, it is tradition to do that on Thursdays for, on our show when the season's going, but I don't know how much it really helps us. And we- it is the same coach, though, in Vegas. Although it's a different quarterback, there is maybe perhaps some utility to it. I don't know. I think we need more data, at least a week's worth, to go to the head, head-to-head. So maybe in week two against the Commanders would be a better uh, option. But we know the Broncos were bad last year. We know the Raiders were slightly better. That's the head-to-head for this game. That's a, that's a very uh, direct way to sum it up. Uh, Roy, he's saying on Facebook, my prediction, 23-21 Broncos. I don't think we can contain everyone. Yeah, I don't think – look, great players are going to get theirs um, m- more often than not. They're going to find ways uh, to, to impact the game. But think about this. Was Von Miller – Von Miller of Super Bowl 50 every single time he suited up for the Broncos? No. Von Miller was, always affected the game in some way in terms of – pressure in the quarterback, making those nice plays on the edge in the against the run. But his sacks, Zach, like it often goes with pass rushers, would come in bunches, right? It's kind of a streaky thing. And then guys, you know, kind of get into the zone, and then maybe it's not so streaky. It's not beyond the pale to say, hey, this time Crosby doesn't eat. Shut him down. It's not beyond the pale to say, listen, this time Jacobs does not go off for 125 rush yards plus shut him down, and you know what? Adams isn't going for 100 and a touchdown either because we have a different approach this time, even if it means doing something that, for whatever reason, Zach, coaches across the league, they don't really like to do this. I don't know if it's a pride thing with them saying, no, my scheme takes precedent over the individual talent and ability of a player, but I'm telling you, BJ, if you know what's good for you, just say, hey, look, PS2, see that? Number one, seven on the other team. That's the guy you follow every play and roll your coverage and your corners accordingly. Yeah, I mean, you'll have uh, Justin Simmons healthy. You'll have Caden Stearns healthy. I mean, in in terms of guarding against the pass, I feel like PS2 is up for the challenge and that Broncos secondary 
is as well, but you make a good point. You're not going to completely eliminate Josh Jacobs from the game. I mean, he's going to get some yards, but there's a difference between him getting 60 yards and him going off for 150 yards. You're not going to completely shut out Max Crosby, but there's a difference between him getting one sack or one pressure versus three sacks and five pressures. You got to do your best to limit their damage um, on every play for all 60 minutes. You do that. I really feel good about the Broncos odds. All right, let's, uh, let's do it. Listen, I can't blow it up any larger than this. Zach, I'm off the screen. So tell me if this improves. Okay. Yeah. I'm worried about this little toolbar that pops up at the bottom. If it gets too, Keep going. So far, so good, right? It's a little small. Keep going. All right, one more without the toolbar. Stay away, toolbar. There it is at the bottom now. Oh, and it's going away. All right, one more. I'm going to try one more. It really won't get uh, bigger than that, unfortunately. So, guys, we'll just go ahead and read some of this to you, all right? You might not be able to, without your bifocals on, you might not be able to read some of this stuff. But, Zach, in the interest of consistency let's just say i'm going to go over a couple of the uh key things to to measure here between the broncos who finished five and twelve last year and the raiders who finished six and eleven so first things first really quick on offense pardon me the broncos start uh finished the season as literally the worst scoring offense in the nfl 16.9 points per game meanwhile zach the raiders 23.2 points per game which kept them just barely believe it or not even as a six win team just barely out of the top 10 they were ranked 12th all right they had however uh 17 picks they were 28th in interceptions uh, four fumbles lost which was actually tied for or actually not tied four, uh, four fumbles lost for the raiders was best in the league for what it's worth but total giveaways they had 21, which ranked them eighth because of how good they were in the fumble department. Meanwhile, Broncos were 26 in total giveaways. Sacks allowed. Get this, Broncos, 32nd, Zach, in the NFL. Shocker. And the uh, Raiders managed to stay top 10 because Derek Carr, really savvy about getting the ball out on time. So how do you think uh, this? Th- you can project anyway any of this information into week one? I don't think it matters, and I hate to be so blunt. I know the head-to-head is our Thursday thing, and it's exciting for some, but last season's last season, and, and this season's this season. The Broncos will not have that, that much red on that offensive side. I don't think the Raiders will have that much green on their offensive side. Um, I can tell, though, that the, the Raiders' defense will be – uh, objectively as bad as they were last season. So that's a uh, that's an advantage for the Broncos offense. But again, it comes down to three things. It's stopping Max Crosby, stopping Josh Jacobs. And to me, more so than stopping Devontae Adams, is not hurting yourself, not beating yourself. No pre-snap penalties, no turnovers, no silly mistakes. Just play clean, disciplined, inspired football for 60 minutes. By the way, how wild is it that Crosby finished as the Raiders' leading tackler, dude, as a defensive end? That is That shocks me, dude. That And that goes to show you the Raiders were absolutely horrible on defense. Look at all that red. Remember, green signifies a top 10 finish. Black is in the middle. Red signifies bottom 10, all right? All but one statistic defensively, the Raiders were bottom 10. So this is a uh, this is a situation where 
I think as much as Sean Payton, Zach, um, might respect, uh, or at least, you know, go through the motions of saying he respects Josh McDaniels, he's licking his chops at the prospect of going after this defense. Like, if you're Sean Payton and you say, let me draw up the ideal opponent for my first game in a new city with a new quarterback and a new supporting cast. Could you have asked for a better defensive target opponent, whatever, than the Raiders? I'm not sure that you could. So, like, hey, in other words, as long as you have a plan for Crosby, the world's your oyster, Sean Payton. I'm going to speak for Sean Payton. I don't think he regards Josh McDaniels in the same light as Nathaniel Hackett, which is completely incompetent, though I don't think he thinks he's, you know, Bill Walsh incarnate either. I think Sean Payton knows that he has the better team, he is the better coach, and the schemes he has in place uh, will benefit Denver's chances of victory. I can't recall, Chad, uh, Nathaniel Hackett putting such an emphasis on taking, as the Kansas City scores a touchdown to tie the game up, to put an emphasis on shutting down Josh Jacobs and being aware of how impactful Max Crosby has been. The fact that Sean Payton said earlier this week that their game plan is centered around stopping them, in other words, is uh, encouraging because, like you said, they've tried for years to combat those two players, and they're 0-6 to show for it. Let me just read this real quick. Um, by the way, George, thank you, buddy. Good to see you tonight. He says, it's now football season. I think Denver wins this one by nine points. I think we go 10 and seven this season. Denver Bronx for life. MHS for life. Awesome, dude. Thank you for checking in, George. Very, very good to see you, my friend. <clears throat> Pardon me. Mark McDonald also on Facebook jumping in. Uh, he said, good evening, fellas. I'm late to the party tonight, but wanted to so show some love. Go Broncos and fuck them. Thank you, bro. So good to see you. Really, really appreciate you, Mark. Uh, Zach, for what it's worth, let me just clear the air on this. Here's what uh, Sean Payton said about Josh McDaniels. And before I read this, remember, Sean Payton has already talked multiple times about how much time he spent in New Orleans, he and his staff, picking apart and studying what Bill Belichick and the Patriots were doing. Because like he said, to kind of butcher the metaphor he used, Zach, if, the, if you're a pizza joint and the pizza joint around the, uh, across the street has a line going around the corner, don't you want to figure out you know, what, what the recipe of their dough is or whatever, right? So like he's studying that. But here's what he said, quote, of Josh McDaniels. <clears throat> if there's any hallmarks of an offense led by Josh McDaniels, quote, I think a couple things. We always studied him, and they always had a great two-back presence. I like that, <clears throat> pardon me, because I think we try to do the same thing. Some teams don't have a fullback. It may be a tight end, but they have always had a good two-back running back and play-action passing game. They are aggressive down the field, and I think their numbers from a year ago, now keeping it Raiders, dictate that when you look at dictate that when you look at their explosive plays. I think they were second in the league in 21 personnel. We think that's an important personnel grouping as well, but there are other teams who do not think so as much. Those are just a few things when you watch McDaniels. They give you a heavy dosage of 11 personnel and 21 personnel. They'll get into 12 personnel, and they have always been committed to running the ball. Certainly the numbers speak for themselves, Zach, when you look at those stats from a year ago, close quote. Again, I can't recall Nathaniel Hackett breaking it down like that before the two matchups against the Raiders last year. And, um, you know, in those matchups, the Broncos had the coaching disadvantage. Hackett versus McDaniels, sadly enough, they have the coaching advantage big time this year with Peyton versus McDaniels. True. This is true this time. And I think it's going to actually mean something for the Broncos in the in the final analysis. Uh, okay. 
Zach, we'll save our predictions and scores, etc., for the Mile High Roundtable, which we'll publish tomorrow on uh, milehighhuddle.com. So stay tuned for that. But if you, we've kind of talked around, obviously, a few of what we view as as keys to this game for the Broncos. But if you were to sum up your three keys to the Broncos winning, bullet point style, what are they? I've said it ad nauseum. I'll say it one more time before the game on Sunday. Stop Max Crosby, stop Josh Jacobs, and don't beat yourself. I, I, if you do those three things, you will win pretty handily, in my opinion. Well said. I mean, anything I would – my keys fall within those same basic three tenants. So we're sharing a brain. Mike, appreciate you, big dog. We're at 40 minutes, guys. So uh, tonight, like I said at the top of the show, we're going to keep it uh, relatively, relatively pithy this evening with the game going on. So – this is your last call of burning topics. Get it in the chat. Thank you again, Mike. We really love and appreciate you, big dog. Uh, but Zach, I wanted to, last thing, get your take on the uh, Sean Payton quote that uh, lit the internet on fire from a couple days ago. Uh, I think it was from Tuesday, and then here we are Thursday, where he basically said, and you had the article for us, mm-hmm. Russ needs to uh, stop effing of basically trying to run for office, right? Like trying to kiss the babies and run for office and whatnot. What was your interpretation of that? Not only in terms of like what he was trying to communicate to Russ, your reaction obviously too, but did, was that on purpose that he allowed that to come out now? Like what was the, was it just kind of loosey goosey? Like his comment about Nathaniel Hackett on the doorstep of training camp, or do you think there was some, Bill Parcells football psychology involved in, in these remarks. I don't know because the ESPN author who, uh, who wrote the piece, Seth Wickersham said he spent a lot of time with Sean Payton this summer. So I would presume that he got with Sean at the beginning of training camp. So this quote could be a couple months old. I don't think it was Sean Payton's uh, decisions for the story to come out. Now. I think that was strategic on the part of ESPN and uh, Wickersham it's a, it's another quote that's blown out of proportion because it's the Broncos and because it's about Russell Wilson. Sean Payton told you who he was publicly. In fact, I put it in the story. I mean, it's, it's in the press conference quotes that we get, Chad. He says, I'm a little sarcastic. I, I um, That's how I mesh with the guys, and I kind of ride them and create pressure during the week, the week. That way, when Sundays roll around or game days roll around, they don't feel as much pressure. I looked at the quote as him saying, focus on football, Russ, nothing more. You need to eat, sleep, breathe, and crap football 24-7. Don't worry about your public image. Don't worry about social media. Don't worry about your brand. Just worry about the Broncos and worry about football. That's what he needed to hear, and that's what he wanted to hear because we all forget the one quote that Sean Payton gave out too or the, uh, the narrative. When he was hired by Denver, he asked Russell Wilson, can I coach you hard? And Russell Wilson said, yeah, I want that. I prefer that. I need that. He was humbled last year and for good, for good reason. And if I'm Russ, I'm not getting mad over Sean Payton saying this. No, I agree with you. The timing of it was uh, editorially chosen. Let's just put it that way. This isn't something uh, that, that Sean Payton told the ESPN author Monday night and it published Tuesday. Right. This was purposefully chosen to come out when it did. And I can promise you, Sean Payton has not only said this to Russell Wilson face-to-face, 
but he's probably been a heck of a lot more direct, more in depth on the very on the subject, 100%. and probably a little bit more vulgar in the use of his language. Because a that's kind of who Sean Payton is, and I don't say that as any kind of uh, criticism. That's just the kind of guy he is. But also, Russ needs to hear needed to hear that, and he needed to hear it like as soon as possible. So, to me, again interesting story makes for a nice meme to share around social media but at the end of the day it's a dated comment and it's not anything russell wilson zach hasn't already heard in person from the coach it's not like he's hearing this for the first time through a third party via the media that's not what this was and just like the nathaniel hackett quote or anything that sean payton has said since becoming broncos coach if they go out there and win sunday it, it becomes immaterial. It, it becomes irrelevant. No one will remember that. As long as the Broncos win, then Sean Payton can say what he wants and treat Russell Wilson the way he wants to treat him. It is Sean Payton's team. And he's made Russell Wilson correctly just one of the 53. He's one of the guys. No bells, no whistles, no perks, no preferential treatment. You are a football player for this team, and we're counting on you, and you better go out and deliver. On the subject of you know the Peyton Hackett thing, I want to close tonight's podcast uh, with, by quoting uh, Bill Barnwell of ESPN, who said, quote, there's a possibility that Hackett to Peyton for the Broncos will go down as the biggest upgrade by any team in any meaningful role this offseason. Bill Barnwell, ESPN. Uh, so we're going to start seeing the true fruits of the Sean Peyton uh, investment. The returns begin on Sunday. So when next Zach and I talk to you, we're going to know what's what. We're going to be here for the gut reaction to Broncos Raiders and absolutely can't wait. It's going to be so fun. You notice though that that quote did not go viral? Now, now why is that? Why didn't what Barnwell said, uh, you know, blow up Twitter or X or whatever, like uh, what Wickersham wrote? That's because positive doesn't sell. No one cares about good things said about the Broncos. It's all about piling on with the negative. And to that, I say a hearty buck em. <laughs> That's right, baby. Uh, Mike, dude, I hope you understand how much we we love and appreciate it. He's saying 26 straight weeks sending on Facebook and that served as a good reminder because you know we didn't have Mr. Producer for about half of tonight's show and so I spaced this but we had the raffle on Facebook to announce tonight and here's your winner 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 for the August jersey giveaway on Facebook winner winner chicken dinner it's none other than the ronk so go figure dude go figure and that was a good reminder for me to go oh gosh the giveaway Mike so you want a jersey again, bro? I don't know how many it's been. Is it? Is this three? Is it? I, I think it's three, right? Because I remember Outwater. There's one other one. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but you're the winner. So you know the drill by now, bro. Get us your deets. Figure out what jersey you want. We'll get it coming your way, big dog. So with that uh, said, Zach, shall we mosey on out of here? Congratulations, Ronk. Very well-deserved, and we appreciate each and everything you do on every single podcast, seven days a week, not only here, but on uh, social media as well. But that was a tremendous and very fast-as-usual episode of the MHH Podcast. If you're not doing so, please follow us on Twitter or X at the MHH Pod. You can follow the main account at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer, at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, 
Buckham merch, anything Broncos related for the 2023 season, get it now, mhhmerch.com. If you're not following us or giving us a like on Facebook, make sure you amend that at facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod. And if you want to, if you're on Instagram, give us a follow at mile underscore high underscore huddle. Also, please, as always, guys, as you know by now, if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're leaving your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch like The Rock each and every single month. But if anything, as you see ticking below you or you hear me saying now, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and rich more Broncos fans just like you. A shout out to the great Super Chat superstars and supporters tonight throwing down Helping us keep the lights on, helping us keep the conversation going, even in the face of some compelling uh, competition tonight in the form of the actual NFL season kicking off. So shout out to the Duchess, Michaela Parker. Shout out to Michaela Israel, the GLP, that's Gary Palmer, the swashbuckler himself, Sam Bam, David McElrath, Troy Boer, and then on Facebook, Mike, the Ronk, obviously, Claude, Mark, Phil McLaughlin, George, much love and respect to you guys. Can't wait to see you on Sunday directly after the final gun of Broncos Raiders. And then don't forget tomorrow morning, got a little uh, Mile High, Legends of Mile High, I should say, uh, podcast on the bright. Dove Valley Deep Divers, it's going to be dope. Saturday night, Orange and Blue View. Don't miss those shows. If I could just get on my soapbox for a second, you know what I can't stand, Chad? The, the fact that Kansas City is the new New England in the sense that when teams play them, uh, teams just crap their pants and just drop the ball and commit mistakes. They just fumble Detroit and Kansas City recover. But hopefully Detroit pulls out this victory. More importantly, though, three days from now, uh, we have the Broncos season opener against Vegas in which – not to give anything away, I think the Broncos will emerge victorious, but we will see you then immediately after the game. Have a great start to your weekend. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.